When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Great Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are finally hitting the road. Butthole won over their squad of hammerers by teaching them how to be blackmail-proof. Gartok spoke so eloquently about therapy he declared himself a public speaker, and Quiddy only mildly alienated the group of soldiers. What will happen after our heroes see Captain Plantier in the sky? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. You have a night in a glamping tent. <laughs> Having just seen Captain Plantier fly over a dark, moonlit night sky off on some adventure, uh, unbeknownst to you, uh, the three of you turn in for the evening in Reginald's glamping tent, which is fancy as fuck on the inside. Thanks, uh, Not Pete, just to throw that out yep. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Not Pete. Pete. Uh, wherever you are, Ravenloft. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm happy to jump to the next morning, but I also didn't want to deprive you of, uh, sort of an evening if the three of you want to do anything or talk about anything, given that it has been a while since you've been alone together in not a castle without the weight of state upon you. Obviously you have more travel ahead, so there'll be plenty of road talk time, but knowing that that is a public space and this is a private space, I wanted to make sure we we left some room for that. Juniper's going to sleep. Okay. I thought... (laughs) I thought you were about to drop something. Nah. <laughs> Laura, Sorry, I mean, Gartok. A... Gartok is gone. Oh, still right. Gartok. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, it doesn't have, good to, know. Good doesn't have to, to change. Know. No, 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 absolutely not. But it's just good for me to remember. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely going to be like engaging, like thinking about engaging with Juniper, but Gartok. Gartok can wield a sword just as well as Juniper can. Yeah. Butthole doesn't have much to say to Gartok because <laughs> Anna's, distri- Anna's instructions were not go talk to the goblin who doesn't know who he is. It was like connect with your friends. He's like, I don't know who that person is. Also, I don't want to throw them off. I don't I don't need an inspirational speech right now. Like that's Gartok's got a clear path right now, and I'm excited for Gartok to be going on it. You're just someone having a quiet moment on a park bench and someone shows him just starts reading Eat Pray just, Love. Like, yeah, it's like Tony Robbins is sitting next to me, and I'm like, I don't want to talk to this guy. Um, but I do, I have been told I need to connect with my friends, and I've been out outside and now i'm realizing as butthole like butthole wanted to be able to like pace around the camp and stare at things in the dark and just have those breathers crendon made him the king on this trip where now he has to do emotional labor for every soldier that's present outside which means he knows they are randomly going to approach him which is honestly would normally be fine because if they randomly want to talk to him that's great he can help people lead a better life but he's still 
on this fucking mission as a fucking king and now he has no escape and inside the tent he just has two friends who keep asking him about his mental health so now it's just he's like have a fun vacation doing emotional labor and it's like it's just different yeah so he can't leave but he's determined to try to have at least one conversation because he, he was determined to come up with a question that he could ask his friends to just be like a friend and it's different talking to friends than it is doing emotional labor for employees. You want to become people who you may also end up with <laughs> worshiping you as a god. There's a lot there. <laughs> well, Quinny's never going to worship him as a god. That's pretty comfortable in its own way. So he sits down and he's just like, so Quinny, I had a question for you that we haven't had really had a chance to like talk about because we've been busy uh, saving thousands of lives and then the world. Yeah. What's it like being a dad? Quinny's like unpacking and like setting up like a, a bedroll kind of thing, like onto like what I think would be like an empty, like glamping tent, like bed frame kind of thing, like just like taking things out of like the glamping tent linen closet and just like trying to like set up his sleeping space. He's just busying himself while he talks. <clears throat> he pauses and like, what's it like being a dad? Uh, I don't, uh, I don't really know. I've been a dad for very long. But, like, my daughter's already a teenager. Yeah, but you, like, that's... Well, I mean, I, I've been a dad her entire life. I just didn't know I was a dad yeah, until so I very guess recently. Retroactively. But, like, you, you became a dad. You seem to have embraced it. It's not like you were like, wasn't a dad the whole time? Hard pass. Like, you, well, you leaned in. I wasn't going to be a dick to this kid, no. So would you describe <laughs> being a dad as just not being a dick to a kid? I think some dads <laughs> are dicks to their kids. My, my style uh, was to not do that um my dad you know wasn't wasn't a dick to me either um i know maybe you had a different experience uh yeah 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 there are a lot of daddy styles out there and yeah. mine was bad yeah yeah are you thinking about becoming a, a dad uh innately i have to because i'm the king of the kingdom now so you kind of are supposed oh, to have gross, heirs dude like do you want that for yourself I don't know. That's why I'm asking you how being a dad works. How it works? I don't know. How does it feel? What are you doing? I can tell you how it feels. I don't know how it works. You're I don't, I don't like, I don't think my dad knows how it works. You just like seem to just kind of do what you can for this little person who is supposed to depend on you. And I really kind of let her down in that way. My dad, my parents, you know, took care of me and raised me. Uh, and, you know. I thanked them by uh, leaving because farm life was boring and I wanted more. Okay. So having, so you having a care, like being a dad and having a son or daughter or like a person, that's all good. So that's sort of like the relationship that we have because you're a little person who I do the best for and then I, you kind of depend on me. Butthole, you're my friend, you're my king, you're my god. You want to be my dad now, too? I don't know. I'm just saying it seems like there's a little bit of that here, maybe, based on your description. I could be wrong. You could be. Well, what do you think it is? What I am think, I wrong about? I, I think... I... I... What are you wrong about? God, I don't... <laughs> yeah, how did I miss... How did I... Like, what part of this is not a dad thing. So maybe I need to know what's not a dad because it seems like this matched all the things you said were a dad. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily just then mean that you're a person's dad because think about how many smaller than you people you would want to take care of. I mean, you're I, a tall guy. <laughs> how many people's dad are you going to be? <laughs> because then do you actually even need to make an heir? Apparently, like I'm, I'm your heir now? I mean, no, because no. we established that when I died, you were you were bad at it, so you didn't want it anymore, so no, you can't I, be my heir. I can't do it. I, I know that about myself, yeah. Okay, well, I'm kind of the father to a nation now, realistically, because most oh. of them are shorter than me. Yeah, all right, take your pick then, if this is me. how you want to think about no, it. No, but, but that's not how usually the law works. I guess our laws don't make sense. I don't know. So what, why, why are you asking me this stuff? Uh, Ann told me that I should talk to my friends about things and ask them questions. So I thought about stuff I didn't know about you that we hadn't talked about. And then it was like being a dad. But you seem to be kind of like not a dad based on this conversation in, in your own feelings. I don't think I'm a good dad. I'm trying to be. A I didn't say how are you being a good dad. It seems like you're putting a lot of judgment on yourself, buddy. Yeah, probably. But, you know, uh, like uh, like 
it's a weird way to find out that you're a father of a teenager, you know, meeting yeah. her and then finding out, oh, this person is related to me. Yeah, it's kind of, that's got to be a ride. A little bit. It's kind of like an accidental adoption. Like you meet a teenager and then you're like, oops, it's my kid now. I mean, not that that's what you did actively, but it's kind of how it played out for you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Also, you, you realize you're not a bad dad if the kid's mom didn't tell you there was a kid. The kid's mom died. Her other mom didn't tell me because everyone, well, sure, I don't know about everyone. She hated me. Well, did, did She hated me when we were like growing up. Quitty, there had to be a mom who didn't tell you that she was pregnant or had a kid for her to for her to die. So there's an act of not telling that's involved in this, which means you can't there be was, mad at yourself for not being there. There was a leaving, though, too. Did you know? No. Uh-huh. So why does that make you a bad guy, buddy? That's fucking crazy. That's not a choice you made. That's a choice somebody else made. I don't think you're blaming a, yourself. I don't it. think I'm a bad guy. You said you're I'm, a bad dad because you yeah, weren't dad, there. Not a guy. No, but that doesn't make you a bad dad if you didn't know. Step outside of your complete re refusal to agree with me on anything, just for the sake of this thirty seconds. <laughs> okay, Quinn says. Quinn says performatively. <laughs> Roll performance check or deception check, I guess. He's just like agree with me. He's like okay. <laughs> Deception, you say? Yeah. Uh, 25. All right. Seems like you're willing to listen, which is nice. <laughs> Wait, would I roll an insight for that, Tom, or perception? Uh, perception, I think. Although, you, if you're reaching out with your god powers, but I think you're just in casual conversation, so. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> you can't be a bad person for not knowing a thing that someone else is actively not telling you. If I went on vacation or, like, broke up with my boyfriend or girlfriend or p person and then just like took off and then they were like well i'm pregnant but i didn't tell him and then i found out like 10 years later i can't be like i'm a shitty dad for not being there for 10 years because they actively didn't tell me what was happening and they didn't like send a letter there's a lot of magical ways to send messages thaumaturgical cell phone letter <laughs> raven owl I, there's a lot of birds we're not gonna go birds, birds. <laughs> you could send a dog you could negotiate with a person to deliver a message that's quite popular like there are magical spells that let you send things back and forth there are so many ways to to send a message to people and it would have found you. You got kind of famous. Yeah. Okay. They named the town after me and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you're right. I agree with you. Oh, great. However, oh, finding out, you know, a, over a dozen years after the fact. Yep. Uh, feels bad. Oh, I'm and not saying this is going to be fun. Well, let me finish. You have regrets about time that you didn't know that you missed. And... One way to kind of figure out, like, where you want to be with that, starting at, like, a disadvantage of, like, lost time and a relationship that basically doesn't exist, is to say, like, that's not where I want to be. I'm in bad dad zone right now. I want to be better. I can't be better without acknowledging that I'm a step behind. So I think I'm a bad dad for now, and I'm trying to do better. Does that make sense? Yes and no. Oh, here we go. What? Okay. Uh, do you know you're sad right now? Yeah. I've been sad for a while. This is like not how I thought my life would go in a lot of ways. Yeah, because you, you get so angry all the time at yourself and at other people, and you kind of just like push people away, but it feels like it's really just because you're sad and you're not able to express sadness. So then you murdered random wizards outside and I have to make you go to confession. Yeah, I went to confession, by the way. How'd it go? It was awful. Well, that <laughs> feels about right, especially if you're this sad. It was garbage. <laughs> why would I Why would I want to do that again? Well, because you're still because sad. Because I have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why you have to do it. But because you need help, buddy. You're, you're getting so mad and self-blamey and lashing out, and you got to be able to just, like, feel your sads and then find new joy once your sads resolve. Otherwise, you're just going to stay mad forever. Goblin Jr. is staring so just daggers at you butthole during this and then he goes and finds a mirror and he just like nudges it up to you on the ground <laughs> oh thank you Quinny look at yourself right now he holds up the mirror can you roll Quinny. a dexterity save <laughs> that is a dirty 20 Goblin Jr. leaps at it but you're used to keeping things out of a dog's yeah I'm like way. no we're not playing with this right now we'll play hammers later look at yourself Quinny <laughs> Goblin Jr. just shoots you a gym take Quinny of just like I, that's, I, I tried. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I get it. 
Snarf. Yeah, be speech. I'm like, I hear it, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yes, I see. I see me. Yes, I look at myself in the mirror every day. This has not happened by accident, but hold this look. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're looking at yourself, but you're not seeing yourself. You're seeing a persona. Uh-huh. Can you bring the mirror a little closer? Yeah, sure. Slides it closer. Closer? Yeah, sure. Slides Just a little closer. Right, closer? No, so you're, you're going to start crossing your eyes soon, and then you're not going to see two of you, and that's okay. a different metaphor. And then I just kind of put my hands up on each side of the mirror and just, like, turn it, spin it, like, in your hand, the hand mirror, so that the reflection oh, is, is it facing reflective you. reflective on the back? It is, yeah. So you can look at this side, and I'll still see okay, myself on I'll, this side. I'll imagine you. You you know you you look at you talking to me and oh, I'll look okay. at me listening to you but you keep going and saying the things that you're saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you're trying to do better, mm-hmm. you're a good dad. You didn't know you had a daughter, and that is stinky poo poo. But <laughs> you're you're doing the best you can, and you're protecting her, and you're protecting your parents, and you, Quinny. It's too bad you're sad. Because you, Quinny, are the handsomest, bestest, not son I could have. It feels weird saying these things to myself because they're really about you. But like, okay. Uh, I feel like they could apply to you. How are you doing, by the way? Well, good talk. All right, I'm going to leave. You can have this mirror as a memory of this conversation. Please be less sad. Are you, are you serious? Stay the same amount of sad. Are you serious right now? About what? About leaving? Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to go. This is, But, but it's you're a big sleeping here. This is the tent. I need an oppose check here to see if you can actually trap butthole in this. Uh, so, butthole, this is probably a. I mean, class of constitution, but that's really more of a physical thing. I'm just trying to figure out like what <laughs> he's not, he's not mental with me. resistance is. Uh, so, hmm. Quinny, I would take uh, persuasion or honestly, at this point, intimidation. Uh, not that you're physically threatening him, but that I can imagine a world where you just follow him around saying things. I mean, my intimidation. Oh no, they're the same actually. I, I but but still, um, even if intimidation was higher, I feel like I'm I'm coming from a place of persuasion. I'm yeah, not trying to be enough. like, talk to me or else. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Okay, so let's take uh, persuasion from you yeah. and Ryan. Let's take an opposed deception check from you. Deception. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I got a seven on my persuasion, and I got an eight. Oh my god, we're both garbage, but you're still just etching me out. Well, goodbye. Uh, he, he goes to the other yeah. end and puts a blanket over himself. Yeah, and you know not Pete stocked this place with like the best blankets. So this yeah. is one of those beautiful like weighted blankets that's also soundproof somehow. Uh, it is fancy as fuck. Uh, Goblin Jr. is just like, that's a, that's a fancy sad ghost. Yeah, what are you going to do with him? Because I'm making no headway. I'm uh, playing fetch hammer. It's where uh, he throws a hammer and I get it, and then I throw a hammer for him and he gets it. Does he, he say it. anything to you? Does he talk oh, to we, you? We sit in companionable silence. You know, I think he's. Uh, I I think he needs more than companionable. Yeah, silence. yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, I, did you see that mirror trick I pulled? That's a pretty good trick. See that brought a mirror over. It was like, hey, that's you. Yeah, he pointed it at me though. Yeah, I, know, I, I don't to... have opposable thumbs. There's only so much I can do. No, you alley ooped it at best. I turned the mirror. Okay, around. all right. Well, it seems like you've got it on lockdown. Then world's best dad. Thanks, man's best friend. <laughs> You know, I like our chats a lot. Well, fuck you. <laughs> and he just like Good farts. Good night. I like them too. Uh, yeah, he farts and he goes, shit. goes over and like <laughs> gets under the blanket next to butthole, like gets up on his lap in a large dog who thinks he's a small dog way. Um, and not in like, a, I'm here to comfort you, even though that's clearly what he's doing. Yeah. It's just a, this is my space now. And so he just kind of gets in there uh, and it's down. Uh, and as the uh, night uh, sort of descends on the tent, uh, the only sound is the the scritching of a quill as Gartok continues to write down all the amazing things he's just heard for possible mm-hmm. future inspirational speeches. But, I do have to ask, can Gartok write? Um, yes. Okay. Gartok can write. And Gartok is reflecting, too. It's like, ugh. This might be challenging since I was willed into existence by a changeling in a moment of panic. Who is my father? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and with that, another daddy issue enters <laughs> Dum Dums and Dragons. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so 
easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Ah, another would-be hero, is it? Yes, it is I, Fiddlesworth the butler from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I can see from your general look that you want to bring more stories into the world and help the Dum Dums on their various quests. Well, I advise against joining the Patreon, then, for if you do, you will be assisting the Dum Dums in all of their endeavors, all of their various shows and stories and jokes and doing good deeds, and you know I simply cannot abide those. Of course, if you did feel like wasting your time, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You could join for as little as a dollar, which would gain you access to a Discord where you can talk to other would-be heroes. You can even create characters who will run around in our world at the higher levels, but of course you don't want to do that, now do you? No, you're just content to listen to a butler tell you how it is. Well, I'll see you on your way. Hail Blighthammer. You all spend a, a comfortable night in the glamping tent. Uh, again, not Pete, uh, spared no expense. Um, you wake up feeling refreshed. Uh, you can refill all your HP. Loss, 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 loss. Um, I guess, Quinny, you may have taken I damage. took but... damage from being paralyzed and uh, not, oh, that's right. not yeah. being polite while paralyzed. Yeah, fair enough. Don't fuck with wizards. Uh, so, yeah, you, you all recover. You, you wake up the next day. I, I think in general, I'm probably going to keep track of of the attempts to kind of break through to uh, butthole in this kind of ongoing existential crisis he's having. That said, that was a clear failure, so nothing changes yep, no. on that tracker. Uh, so that just continues to, to linger in the air. Um, it's a new morning. Uh, you awake to to the smells of cooking outside. Uh, the troops are in uh, fine form. Uh, they are they've you know struck the camp. There was no disturbances during the night. They do report seeing the shooting star as well as a bunch of other wildlife and things at distance, but nothing came near the camp. The fire seemed to, to keep things away. That said, butthole to your relief, they aren't approaching you in a buddy-buddy kind of way. They There's a warmth, a little bit of warmth to the tone of the camp and kind of people you know, bringing you your horse and that sort of thing. There's a bit more pep in their step, but it's not a situation where they're suddenly being buddy-buddy, pal-pal, mm-hmm. we're all the same. At the end of the day, these are still, you know, former Akka soldiers, and they their their baseline is absolutely nothing other than battle lust. So they're moving out of that, but they're in in no way familiar with with any of you. They're still very much treating you as the, the command. Similarly, Crendon has everyone ready to go. Um, you know, you're served up breakfast. You're, you're everyone's fed and watered, feeling good, and uh, the caravan begins to move again. So. You make your way across more of the beautiful desert landscape. Uh, it's very nice having fresh air kind of blowing over you, even if it is warm. It's just uh, a treat to be out of the city. Obviously, uh, a city in a fantasy medieval realm doesn't smell great all the time, mm. particularly after a, a massive war and burning crops and everything else. So just being on the road with fresh air in your lungs is a real welcome relief from the the cooped up situation you've been in previously. The Desert Mouth Mountains continue to kind of uh, rise in the distance. It's a large, craggy, kind of almost brown rock mountain range. Um, no snow capping the the mountains. Uh, more just almost a. Oh, I get these wrong. We fucked around with this a lot in Curse Code and Crown, but stalact. 
Mites? Which way are they going? From down up. Stalagmites. Stalagmites. Oh, so close. Stalagmites. G, G for ground, C for ceiling. Oh. oh. I always go stalactites because they're holding on tight to the ceiling. Stalagmites because one day they might reach the ceiling. Oh, Ryan, what's your nice. uh, mnemonic? Yeah. I don't know either. I would have been you, Tom. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So... It must be a DM thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Gary Gygax talking about that all the time. I know every person day. who's in the fucking cave, but I don't know how the cave works. Yeah. The, the, the real fantasy answer is you just make up a new name for them that is specific to the realm, so no one ever needs to worry about this again. Cool. So stalagmites, uh, sort of that, that vibe a little bit, sticking mm. up from the ground. Uh, they're imposing, but... The local troops, and I think, Butthole, you'd probably know this as well, just from from being from this region, assure you that these mountains have been traversed so often that there are pathways through. It's a little bit like if you're traveling through the Rocky Mountains, there's a lot of roads and things and tunnels and everything else that have been blown out over the years that are incredible feats of engineering that, I don't know, personally, anytime I've gone through them, I'm just like, holy shit, I'm glad we didn't have to do that. Um, so similarly, there are pathways and things you can take through through the mountain range as you approach. My physical geography brain is like, I don't think they're stalagmites. They'd technically be hoodoos. <laughs> hoodoos? I don't I know hoodoos. If they're wind formed. I think that's... Oh, that's yeah, if they're just, wind and sand blasted formed. I'm just saying that's what they look like, not that's what they are. They are mountains. <laughs> stalagmite mean like... Laura's helping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to get into another pasta debate. Yeah. Is yeah. this where we're going? Stalagmites <laughs> might reach the ceiling or they might be hoodoos. That's, that's how you remember stalagmites. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, okay. It's like they might be giants, but that's about right. hoodoos. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, if they're from the ceiling, they're called a yudu. Oh, I see. Because you see. know the answer from above. And if you pay too below, much question and don't get too much, it's Hulu. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Exactly. Nailed it. Okay. Uh, so you make your way HBO towards Max. mountains, just mountains, uh, with uh, with pathways through. Are you sure it's not a mesa in the desert? <laughs> oh, no, or Gordon some, Freeman or hanging mountains. out there? <laughs> Do you know the difference between a mountain and just a large hill? <laughs> no, it's just a spiky hill that we're going towards. Pointy hills. Pointy hills. Yeah. That was the horizon. original name. Yeah. yeah. And inside it, it doesn't have a tunnel. Technically, it's a long hole. Yeah. A long hole. That's so funny. We're learning so much today. Uh, this this has been Atlas Chats uh, here on Dum Dums and Dragons. We're here to learn. Is what yeah. We're saying, collectively. Yeah. Just gonna get nothing but geography-based NPCs from traveling through that long hole full of yoo-hoos. Yeah. Well, have a nice time. Yeah. Great. Okay, you approach the mountains and um, we debate all of these things as characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gar talks giving us information about mountains that are not helpful. Yeah. Butthole's making up terms and Quinny's learning things. I guess. And Crendon just he's keeps, listening. Crendon yeah. continues to just say, no, the mountains, we need to be we need to be on our ground. Meanwhile, everyone's just like talking about like, but are they mountains? Is this yeah. this? Great. Um, so you you approach the mountains. <laughs> Quinny's our audience insert that just wants us to keep traveling. <laughs> Please, can we just get there, please? No, fast travel is behind a paywall. Um, so uh, you start to approach the mountains. Uh, they're now looming large ahead of you when uh, one of the hammerers kind of points and says, uh, we've got movement on on the one of those peaks. Uh, and as you all turn, uh, you see a, a small dark object uh, crest one of the mountain peaks uh, and begin to race down toward you. I have a telescope. I really? I, I do. I just checked my inventory. I, I want to get a better look at what's going on here. <laughs> and you wanted to fast travel. All right. Yep. Uh, go ahead and roll me uh, perception at advantage, please. What do your halfling eyes see? Oh, nat 20. Hell yeah. My halfling eyes see all. I do the cartoon thing where like my eyeball goes through the telescope and like comes out yeah, the yeah. large lens. <laughs> That's what that magic eye will do. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Uh, you see two winged shapes. It looks like one at distance, but using the telescope, you can actually see it's two um, carrying between them a uh, sort of doing that that shoulder carry thing that uh, uh, happens in you know fantasy a lot. It's also what the winged monkeys did in in um, Wizard of Oz. But basically, oh, just yeah. like there's a large creature suspended between them, uh, holding a club in each hand, oh. and uh, these two large winged creatures have uh, just a variety of faces on them. Uh, they are they are creatures of many faces. Yeah. Uh, but uh, specifically, you've got the uh, the goat, the dragon, and the lion. Uh, you recognize two chimeras uh, holding a uh, a large creature uh, between them, and they are swooping quickly towards the caravan. Uh, okay, yeah, citing that, and and you know, you say chimera. Mm -hmm. I don't 
I guess I would know a chimera to see one with uh, the the temple we were in of uh, the tomb rather we were in with uh, Doctor. Oh, I can't remember his uh, name. Doctor Moreau. Thank you, Doctor mm. Moreau. That's of course it's Doctor Moreau. Jeez, uh, <laughs> with his sort of like scientifically engineered yeah. chimeras. But Quinny, you weren't there for that. You were with. Uh, I was. I was in. He was the, there for the back. I was half in of that the tomb because he joined in the. Oh, the that's, time. Right, that's I, right. I like busted us in. I like picked the lock and got right, us yeah. in there and okay. fought the goddamn Franken shark, shark and bear, shark and bear. Okay, so I would then be able to know and call out chimeras. Would you say? Yes, or, I, I yeah? think so. Also, realistically, during your stint in hell, like these would be so. okay. common enough creatures in in the various wars in. Okay, in so I would know so. like chimeras are like hellish. Oh, I mean, they're they're natural monsters, but okay. they were just they're they're a favorite mount of of I hell see. creatures okay. because you know three heads better than badass. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially that goat head. Everyone loves the fucking goat head, the most okay. valuable of all heads. So yes, you'd, you'd be able to call so these two chimeras carrying some th- larger yeah, creature. Yeah, so in you, the middle. you've got a, a a close enough uh, I think eye on it uh, to recognize uh, what looks to be a hill giant. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, chimeras plus hill giant. Uh, the the giant's got uh like similar to your sort of desert goggles again because you've got like a clear view. I do. Yeah, has uh, goggles on um, over over the eyes. Mouth is wide uh, in what you can't quite hear yet, but definitely looks like a like a joyous grin. Okay. Um, a little bit of a, a witness me vibe going on. Um, okay. Dressed for battle in in uh, kind of very uh, toughened uh, leather armor. Uh, and yeah, just a a, a wicked looking club in in each hand, arms outstretched, uh, and you recognize this as uh, as as the like battle lust joy. Like you've seen this before. This okay. is like I am excited to get to fuck some shit up. Okay. Kind of kind of look. Well, I am like calling all of this out as I see it, um, and loudly I would say because I would want our Akkad Desert locals to maybe know this to give us any mm. additional insight before this thing arrives because it seems like we're gonna have to defend ourselves but i don't know maybe i'm wrong uh so just like quinny with the telescope kind of glued to his eyes he's trying to follow this thing as it soars through the sky just saying like uh okay everyone just uh heads up we got uh two yeah two chimeras carrying a fuck uh, uh a hill giant uh he's armed he they're coming straight at us uh does anyone know what this is about or do we need to take care of business they're just pulling out hammers um and dropping into kind of a rough formation uh you note that a few of them carry other weapons as well given that they just began their hammer training none of them is going to rely on only swinging a hammer to okay. be able to to deal with this but no um one of the uh one of the hammers uh who over your, the course of your evening you've come to know as uh, steely knife jack Okay. Um, steps forward and uh he's a just a really rough looking gnome um, who's who's seen some shit? Just craggy as hell. Uh, he's got like a big scraggly beard, um, and uh, he's holding the hammer in his off hand, uh, and he's got a, a reverse grip dagger in his in his good hand, as per his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just just steps forward and says, "We've heard reports of uh, a band known as the Wing Nuts that live in the in the mountains. <laughs> they operate generally far south from here, and yet here one is." They, pardon my language, but live for this shit. We should prepare to fight. All right. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I like because we're with a group of all these people. Quinny's trying to find the right like rhetoric to use here in public. Of like, uh, my uh, your your Majesty, my liege, looks like uh, this is not you know the welcoming committee for some foreign state. This is uh, he's going to kill us. All right, then it's time to throw down, so we're going to keep this pretty easy. Tip of the spear will be us, me, Quinny, Gartok. The rest of you, spread back. We're going to let them hit us, kind of coming in. We'll stop them with some magic. Then everybody just swoop in and play the flanks. This is going to be big. This is going to be ugly. This is going to be dumb. Let's try to make it fast. Yeah, remember, it's not one thing flying at us. It's three. Two of them have three heads each. (laughs) Um, And the uh, butthole, what would the... I was going to say, what would the Akka equivalent of Hua be... Uh, but it occurs to me that you may have given them something else as hammers. Have you given them like a battle cry or or like a, a battle acknowledgement? This might actually be a Reginald question. Yeah, would Reginald it's more, have given it's more them? a Reginald and Vismuth question. Tom, what was the battle cry they would have already known? I will flip that back to you. What is the battle cry of okay, a Okay, I got to do both. All right. Um, <laughs> he's not a god, so that wouldn't carry over. <laughs> 
Okay. This is dumb, but it's right. Um, Reginald only knows the term peacekeepers and that their <laughs> job is to maintain the peace. He didn't have time to ask a lot of questions, but he knew they needed a catchphrase. So the new catchphrase of the Hammers is, for peace! Great. <laughs> so they get out their weapons and are ready to kill people <laughs> for peace. Yeah, so just as one, they, they like tap their hammer, like tap the hammer on the ground and yell, for peace! And then immediately like start screaming battle cries um, and just like yelling like obscenities. It's very Spartan where it's just like, we're going to scream into the face of these three monsters as they fall back and in, into the position you offered. This is the first time the three of you have heard for peace yelled. Bottle's like, that's kind of nice. Isn't it? <laughs> Chief Do they Justice? also have like a shitty like upside down dove drawn on their weapons? <laughs> no, that's not the joke we're making. <laughs> Yet they're peacekeepers, not peacemakers. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't yeah, pretend that's it's an important difference. <laughs> it's a very important difference. Yep. Um, great. So they fall back. Uh, these three creatures continue to to swoop down towards you. Um, so the first round of this is interesting because technically it's not a surprise round. I guess you know what? Let's just straight up roll initiative because right. I'm curious to see what goes off and when. <laughs> Six. Six. Eighteen. Okay, one second. Gartok so, hasn't done much combat. Six, Quinny, 18. Okay, a random obnoxious question. Yes, sir. If they're coming towards us at range and we have stuff that is at an extreme range, do they also for initiative or would we be acting before them in initiative if their initiative requires them to like charge into us? Um, Some of us have spells that got like 150 feet on them. <laughs> okay, so yes, I should clarify. If you have a spell that, that's 150 feet, you can take a you can take an action before they arrive. Um, they also have ranged shit, which is part of the reason yeah, why I, I was rolling, but it's not extreme range. So if you've got extreme range, go, go, go banana. All righty. <laughs> so I will roll my initiative so we can add it to the order. Yep. It's a five. So thank you, long range. <laughs> uh, at extreme range, as he sees them coming in 150 feet away, butthole summons up from inside himself and just says, Hot Python! And he is going to cast Firestorm, which Whoa. is instead of the usual hot snakes from the ground, yeah. this is a just massive butthole opening in the ground of dirt and just fire comes up and out of it in the same classic hot snakes way. This is a new spell time. We haven't had to use mm -hmm, this one before. Mm -hmm. uh, it God, takes place seven? over Jeez. 150 feet. A storm made up of sheets of roaring flame appears in a location you choose within range. The area of the storm consists of up to 10 10-foot 10 cubes, which you can arrange as you wish. He's going to arrange them into a peace sign to make sure that all of the attackers are there because he wants to inspire the forces around him. Uh, each cube must have at least one face adjacent to the face of another cube, so it's fine. It's, it basically, it's just flavor at that point. Uh, they have a deck saving throw that all three of them can make. It will be DC 18. Okay. <laughs> well, the hill giant has a minus one. So he <laughs> rolled an 18, but it doesn't fucking matter. The two chimeras yeah. fail. Okay. Would it matter since he's being carried by the chimeras? <laughs> he could like tuck his little leggies up. <laughs> yeah, like he could jump. He could he bail out. Wiggle. Like you could oh, yeah, jump he out of something if you out. need yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> it's not a train that he's just committed to being on. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Jeez, I'm seeing those, those are, rolls. Those are good rolls on D10s. Hell yeah. There we go. They bounce themselves. Yeah. With those oh, last yeah. Three. They will all take 43 fire damage. Uh, and the object will ignite any flammable objects that aren't being worn or carried. But I think in this place, that eliminates everything because it's either being worn or carried by someone. Mm -hmm. So they just take the damage. And sorry, 43? 9, 18, 27, 35, 39, 40. Yep, 43 fire damage. God damn. Uh, so, yeah, just a, like, descending down. Hill Giant's got his clubs out, just muttering to himself, oh, what a lovely day. And then suddenly just a line of fire. Oh, my God. And just, oh, tits. Uh, and they just fly directly into this massive swirling shitstorm of, of, of flame. Uh, the chimeras are screaming in, in a variety of tongues. You hear lots of, like, bah! 
Yes. And a lot of <laughs> and a lot of I'm the dragons. Uh as they they just eat absolute shit uh from from that uh coming in. That is a hell of a lot of damage. They're all still up, but like owie. Anyone else have super long range shit you want to throw at these guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep 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 it coming. They really should have snuck up on us. You want to go for? You had higher initiative. You uh, mine is a shorter range band of 120 feet, so I can. If yours is further out, you can go first. Oh, okay, mine's 300. So. Oh, okay. Fuck. So technically, mine went second. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, or is Gartok waiting to make me feel no, good Gartok, about myself? Because Gartok's, Gartok's waiting. Gar- yeah. Well, Gartok isn't. He's qu- not quite sure like what to do. He's yeah, following. Just he's gonna follow. The- King Dad? I don't know. Um, King Dad. <laughs> King Dad. <laughs> King Daddy Bottles. Bottles Nightmare is coming true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Gartok sees uh, this like flaming, what was it? Flame? Flaming peace sign. Flame, just blast <laughs> in this place, peace sign. burning the shit out of and, these enemies. Uh, and sees the creatures kind of be- become distracted and disoriented by it and hurt. And uh, immediately... Uh, in the next basically area they're going to enter as they're all like disoriented, uh, an ice storm is going to appear in the sky as, uh, as Gartok draws on, uh, you know, the, the, (laughs) whatever little moisture there is in the air (laughs) and yells, Oh, storm of ice, protect us. Uh, and a hail of rock hard ice pounds to the ground (laughs) in a 20 foot radius, 40 foot high cylinder centered on a point within range centered on, a point just beyond the that piece. Mm-hmm. That yeah, piece the, the fire isn't instantaneous anyway, so it's not sticking around. Cool, it okay. spins up and it's gone. Okay. Cool. Uh, so each creature in the cylinder must make a Dex saving throw DC sixteen. <laughs> More Dex, great, great, love that, love that. <laughs> it's always good for the palanquin bearers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I rolled a six and then two sevens. The chimeras Ooh. are both rolling sevens, which is like that. You know. Friendship, matchy, matchy. I, You know what? It's equally that's that's good. That shows that they balance the weight of the hill giant in like a yeah. really fair way. I'm waiting for them to try and dodge in opposing directions, and just rip, <laughs> rip this hill giant's arms yeah. off. <laughs> Though we are going to have to watch out because those chimeras are equally strong and know how to effectively work as a team. So, like, if they get through this, we're fine. Yeah. Okay, that's so, a big if at yeah. this point. So, as uh, yeah, rock hard ice pounds upon them. Uh, it is uh, they will take. <laughs> 12 bludgeoning damage and 14 cold damage. Oh my god. So 26 damage total. Yeah. Very nice. Um, also, the area below them is now difficult terrain for the next. Until <laughs> That's right. They're flying the past turn. that area yeah. pretty quickly, but still. <laughs> Just in case anyone's coming up behind them on the ground. Yeah. Know. Wow. Okay. Great. Great. <laughs> Having a great day. Um, Hill Giant is just like on fires. Goggles are melting. He kind of has to like rub, you know, melted glass and and leather off his face, uh, and uh, you know his his beard is burned away. His eyebrows are all frizzy, uh, and he says, "Don't worry, my pets. Nothing worse than that." And then just immediately pummeled <laughs> by, <laughs> by ice. <laughs> he just mutters like, "Oh, I, I run." Should have read the weather reports this morning. <laughs> As he's just pelted by ice, um, desperately missing his goggles, and the chimeras are just like livid. Uh, the two dragons start to like, you know, spit flame, but it's it's just like ice. You know, it's like spitting fire into into rain. It just doesn't matter. They're still getting pelted. Massive damage to all of them. And he says, "Well." At least that's the worst of it, my pets. Uh, Quinny, what do you? Yeah, they close to 120 do do? feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to hit him with nothing fancy here, but an eldritch blast. What? Uh, and uh, because it's got a range of 120 feet, and I picked up a tasty little invocation called repelling blast a while ago that I've mm-hmm. just had oh so much fun using. I would like to basically uh, push two targets back into the hailstorm. <laughs> Right. It is. It's an instantaneous oh, spell. Oh, I thought it was ongoing. So it's, okay. No, so yep. it is just going to fall down on them. Okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe push them back into that difficult terrain. I was going to say, if you can knock them to the ground, they're going to have trouble running. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah. Well, so, I got some other shit that keeps working to this range, baby, so like, keep them there. Uh, yeah. Them. Maybe I'll try and separate them then, because uh, I can't hit all three, but I, I can I can fire it uh, move, twice. Move them in a peace sign. <laughs> <laughs> So I should, are, call my, yeah, I should call my targets out first. I think probably... Uh, 
two Eldritch Blasts, one on each Chimera. Yep. Because if I hit them both, they're carrying the third guy. So hopefully this works out. Um, Eldritch Blast is plus eight to hit. So 25. Yep. <laughs> and uh, plus eight. Um, my brain. 14? 14. Yeah, yeah, 14 to hit on the second one. Meets the AC of the Chimera. Ooh, good yep. to know. Okay. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, again, not like the kind of damage we've seen from these two stellar superstars, but 1d10 per hit. So 1d10. Oh, 10. Um, <laughs> and six on the second one. Nice. Yep. Great. And how far back are they both blasted? 10 feet. Nice. They're both, put, both pushed back 10 okay, feet. Okay, so let's roll. Uh, it's always great sitting on top of a car when it moves backwards <laughs> yeah, 10 yeah. feet. I'm going to roll uh, deck saves on both the chimeras to see if they hold on. Uh, so one does. Another one gets a nat 20. They hold on to this guy hard. Uh, but I'm going to roll a con save for him for being jerked back by the, by the arms uh, real quick. He rolls a two, so we're going to give him uh, an additional six points of damage from uh, Whiplash. I'll take it. Um, no joke. No, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just a, almost a comical, like, it's like they slam into an invisible wall. Just the blast hit them, knock them back. Uh, and he's just hanging there going, okay, all right. <laughs> now we swoop, my pets. I have initiative order. We will destroy them. Uh, and uh, they they continue to fly towards you at at speed. Of course, their fly speed is sixty feet, so oh, you still perfect. got a little bit of time. Witness me? Are you witnessing? They are. You guys see me still? You see me going? Ron, we'll pay when you we witness? get back to camp. If, you guys watching? It's if, gonna happen soon. If they if they keep oh, doing this, oh my arms! <laughs> St stop looking at me so much. <laughs> Look over there for a bit. I'll tell you when to witness again. <laughs> All right. Um, and Butthole looks at them as they close within 60 feet. And he says, Hot snakes! And he's going to open a portal under the ground of them. Another, an, A smaller, more focused butthole appears in the ground. This is all uh, evoking um, uh, Dune for me now because we're in the desert and these sphincters are opening in the yeah, sand. 100%. Yeah. Um, this one's spraying... Uh, fire and radiant energy because we know we see more gold in Butthole's magic. This one's a, yeah. a mix of both. So each creature in a 10-foot radius, which I'm imagining is all of them. Yeah. Uh, they're, <laughs> it, they, they've gone from a peace sign to a 40-foot high cylinder of fire and radiant energy spraying out of the desert. Can you roll them a DC 18 dexterity saving? <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Quinny, a phrase you can always say to your warlock friend, can I borrow some D6s? <laughs> well, actually, because we're using... Uh, oh, because we're using those dice. I, I don't have my extra D6s. Yeah. Yeah. Three, four. Okay, I only... I have I, mine. I don't think you need to roll any fucking damage for these guys, so I'm gonna it's good. Save, I'm going to save that one. So, All right, so first we go for the fire damage. <laughs> Ten, uh, 15 fire damage. Mm-hmm. And then the lowest performing dice gets replaced by the DM die for the radiant damage. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doing great, guys. Oh, there we go. Ooh. And that is 20 radiant damage. <laughs> so just, it has, we're almost there. Witness. And then just a, a, a conflagration of, of hot snakes. And for a moment, the hill giant uh, feels the relief of, uh, if any, this is a very Canadian thing, but, you know, jumping out of a hot tub, like, into the snow, and you roll sure, around yeah. the snow, yeah. and you hop back in the hot tub, and yeah. your body feels braced and, and energized. Yeah. Uh, and oh, yeah. He, he just thinks to himself, well, you know what, maybe this is a lovely day, as he is incinerated <laughs> alongside <laughs> the two chimeras. Uh, and so just standing there, um, six... Uh, Skulls, uh, a dragon skull, two dragon skulls, two ram skulls, two lion skulls just r like fly out of the flame on the trajectory and just kind of like bounce and tumble along the ground uh, to your feet, scorched and smoking. And Butthole looks back to the rest of the troops that brought with him and he says, peace maintained. <laughs> This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. 
Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to dum-dums and dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy Funky Head, Nomad, the wise paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, Panda24NN, Shendra D, Your Homeboy Bones, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at Patreon.com slash DumDumDice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Well, hello there. Dr. Charlie Tuckett here. You know, rumor was Spaceship Oz-9 was intended to take a bunch of rich folks to a new planet since, uh, you know, we pretty much uh, used up the one we have now. But, you know, since it's uh, looking more and more likely the ship might uh, be humanity's last stand, let's take a quick look around. Are you telling me the four sacred tokens are all aboard the Oz-9? Remind me again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship. MCCACEC is a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, but if you pull back the outermost layers... I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly caught and cleaned walleye. Do you know, I am now the only assassin aboard the ship. What are you doing alive? I want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan. Are they the most ridiculous people I've ever met? Uh, fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers so we can bring Pluto to heal. The new order starts today. Well, however this all plays out, if you have a strong stomach and a high tolerance for stupid, you can follow the Oz9's adventures just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I got a trot, space monkeys. Stay safe out there. <laughs>